Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can't win anything with kids. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. How much are the players looking forward to Arsene Wenger arriving? <laughs> Hi guys and welcome to another week of the Phoenix Five. On this week's show, we'll be diving into the depths of the football's characters of the game, the enigmas, the hard men and the outright nutters. Growing up in the 90s, we had a chance to see some real characters. Vinnie Jones, Roy Keane, Dennis Wise, Paolo Di Canio, Razor Ruddock, Duncan Ferguson, the list just goes on. Vinnie Jones, Dennis Wise, Paul Ince, David Batty, Julian Dix. What do you remember about the hard men of the 90s? In every team, there was at least, what, four or five that would like to get stuck in put put us obviously the back four were always hard men in the 90s that is the makeup of the 90s British football team the 4-4-2 type but every team always had at least three four players that would like they actually liked getting a good 50-50 or leaving a bit on someone being a bit naughty now and again perfect example Dennis Wise Julian Dix they would always leave a little bit extra on the, t- the Wimbledon team, the crazy game, nearly, what, all 11 of them were characters and hard men in the 90s or, and even late 80s. So that's what I really think football these days is missing people like that. I'll go to you, Harper. Do you think them players like Ruddock and Wise and uh, Duncan Ferguson, do you think they could make it in today's game? Named all like, the hard men in the 90s that I can remember. But like you said, uh, when you say, do, you, do I think they could make it in today's game? Probably not, in my opinion. I think it's a bit. It's, the football's a lot faster. Those dead those players, like fitness, would have been. It's nowhere near as what it is now. Back in the nineties, there was like a massive drinking culture, where I think that's kind of stopped. Like, yes, they still go out nightclubs and stuff like that. But in the nineties, all the like Arsenal, for example, pretty much on the piss every day. And I just don't think you can get away with that now. Okay, so so. Uh, Miller and Harper, QBR fans, who who would you have said was the, the, the person in your team that were putting that crunch tackle? I don't think, I wouldn't class QPR as like a dirty side. I just think the one player that probably comes to mind uh, is probably Rufus Brevet. Um, he seemed always up for it, put in a good tackle. Danny Maddox was another like centre-half that probably put a tackle, but I wouldn't say he was a horrible player, but Brevet, I'd probably say he was probably the most... He loved a slide tackle, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on up in the stands. <laughs> you, 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 I, I thought Holloway and Simon Barker in the middle, they always used to like to leave a little bit on someone. Yeah, yeah, Holloway, yeah. Holloway was just a bit scatty. Right, as you said earlier about that type of character. Yeah. He's what he's like as a manager. 
on the pitch, he was just as bad. But Simon Barker, he, he would like to leave a nice 50-50 on someone. Yeah, no. Another um, Rollins, when he was there, I thought that he loved mm. to tackle. Paul Murray. Yeah, Murray was... Obviously, we had people like Vinnie Jones, but that's just like he came toward the end of his career. He was shit. That was for money. Unless you... Yeah, 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 yeah. He wasn't. He weren't great for Rangers. It's just like you said, Adam. It's just for money. That's us not getting Vinny on for the second time. Lee's spoken about him. <laughs> <laughs> just dog his movies while we're at it, and um, they're, they're definitely sealed the deal. Holland, <laughs> uh, obviously, you, you're from the the Arsenal Academy of of, of fans. Oh, I wish I was at the academy. <laughs> You know, we, we know Arsenal, Vieira and players like that and, and, and Tony Adams. So we know a bit more about the Arsenal. Uh, I'm going to go to Graham. Fulham, obviously, as a Fulham fan in the 90s, obviously you weren't in the Premier League at that point, but you were in the sorry, lower leagues where you had to be a bit more of a character. Mm. You, the, the, fly, the tackles were flying around a bit more. Is there anyone that comes to mind to you that you would say, quite Fulham, he was, oh, you didn't want to mess around with him? Yeah, you're right. Um, we were in the lower leagues for years, weren't we? I remember, like, obviously, I was with Fulham. You had Arsenal fans who keep the R fans, so... He had to take the piss out of me every now and again. But now, when my dad first started taking me in the mid 90s, um, I've done some of you might remember. Um, there used to be a player called Terry Erlock. I think he played for Chelsea. Mate, he was horrible. Did he, he play for Man City as well? Possibly, Lee. I'm not too sure because I only started seeing, remember him at Fulham. But he, he wasn't a good footballer at all. He just, you knew he was on the pitch, though. Do you know what I mean? Um, and we also, Ruthless Brevet played for Fulham as well. Totally what Miller said. He used to slide in all over the place. I won't class him as a hard man as such, but. He likes, you know, he likes to leave his foot in a lot. Um, but I think, obviously, they keep the eye on Fulham West Ham rivals. But I think they're quite similar in what Lee said. They don't really have any many dirty, dirty players. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the two I just mentioned, they're ones that like to leave a foot in and that. But yeah, um, with um, the ones you first mentioned, the Premier League ones, you know, your Dicks, your, your Ferguson's, Ruddox, Pierce, Vinnie Jones, Vieira. I mean, the word hard that just comes into it. You know what I mean? So like, I mean, Dicks. I don't think he was a great player. But uh, yeah, you saw you saw the new one. I mean, Rolf, but um, yeah, yeah, there were definitely are players, mate. Definitely are players. I, I, because I asked uh, Miller, didn't I, last week about playing against Duncan Ferguson, and he said he'd love to. I'd shit myself. I know, I'd love to play against that fucker. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He gave you a Glasgow kiss. Exactly. <laughs> Vinnie Jones, I think we can all agree, fantastic at what his role was in the team in terms of making sure that people were scared to play against him. Picking you up by the armpits, as Miller will know these kind of little tactics. We said, do you think they can go and play now in this year? And, and Harper, you said, I don't think they could. Do you think someone like a, uh, Paul Wintz, obviously, because technically would be cast as maybe a hard man on the pitch and Roy Keane and David Batty. But technically, all three of those are decent footballers. Do you think, Harper, that they would not be able to adapt their deck game to fit in with now? But in terms of their approach to a game, do you think they wouldn't be able to adapt to a 2020 Premier League season or 2021 Premier League season. Oh no! Like you said, it's hard to say in it if they could or they can't. But I just think that the game's just got so much quicker now. And obviously, those three players you just named, Keane, Ince, Bay, look, they're all good. You can't. I can't say it's just be just be an opinion. But I'd say yeah, they, they'd be able to get into sides. But it's just it's just their attributes that you'd have to take away. That the tackling now, so and that was a big part of their way they played, and that was what made them what they are. And the fact that a tackles is a dying art, you can't do it anymore. I think it would hinder the way they played. Technically, they they probably would. They're still good footballers. They're still good footballers. Still good at what they've done. But their tackling was was what made them. Not all of them, because you can't tie them all with the same brush. So you've got to do this on an individual scale because you can't just put them all in the same bracket. They all did different things. But I 
I feel that, yeah, they, they, they could could make it, but like I say, like it's, it's ruined it now because you can't tackle. So, like we said this with the Vieira and King, would they have been as good? And, you know, if these days, but I think that it's taken away what they were good at. So, yes, they could get in, but, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, like you can't really have a hard man now because you get booked for, like Lee says, every week, taking your top off and silly things. So, these, these players... Wouldn't, wouldn't stay on the pitch for 90 minutes. Do you think this ties in with the lack of passion in the game? I don't remember in the last... Oh, I've got to say, personally, this is me. You've got Beckham's goal against Greece, which is leadership in a different way. But the actual passion of watching a player on a field, crunching tackle or just motivating a team, far John Terry, let's take John Terry out for a second, putting on an England shirt with the passion that me, you and any of us in this podcast would feel to play for our national team. Do you think that goes hand in hand with the hard man and passion of Loster today? I'm going to go to Miller. Uh, so you're leading on the England one. And as you were saying it, the last person I could really think of that showed that type of desire of, say, like a 90s Paul Wince type character would be Wayne Rooney. He would be the last person I've seen in an England shirt that showed that desire and passion leadership and would leave a little bit on someone don't get me wrong got sent off every time and ruined every tournament pretty much but he he went in with mentality you watch him at the beginning of the game he's going out there to win that game do I think it's missing from the game now yes massively I'll go back to the one that you said about the three players Batty, Ince and King could they do it in today's I think all three of those players Take the tackling away from it. All three of them technically walk into any team in the Premier League. Well, I'll just, you know, you just said about Wayne Rooney. Uh, so, yeah. like, he is the second most carded Premier League footballer. No way, is <laughs> That's he? madness. Yeah, he, he had he's got 101 yellow cards. Wow. Surprised that he had that many yellow cards. He'd done a lot for, for the teams he was in. Paul Scholes is up there in that list as well. Yeah, but Paul Scholes couldn't he tackle. He just couldn't tackle. <laughs> Uh, he was awful. We couldn't tackle at all, could he? Terrible. Anyone? Well, how he can misjudge it so badly? But do you say he's misjudging or he's doing it on purpose? He's doing it on purpose. He, he, you know what I mean? You can. He, he, he was, was so known for that. He just, he, just, he just rolled with it in the end. He was a very good tactical tackler. He knew when he was when he was getting a yellow card. He was eating a yellow card. He knew when he was tackling. I agree with everything what David Ollis said. To be honest, because um, when you mention like players like Julian Dix and Neil Ruddock, um, you don't necessarily think about them as technical players, do you? As players, you think, oh god, he was hard. He was dirty. Um, it's like like you said when we went when we done the Arsenal Man United one when we talk about Ian Wright and Peter Schmeichel tackle. I mean, Dave again, he summed it up pretty well. Back then, you would have gone, "Cool, look at that, get in there." This day and age, you look at that tackle. Fan, it's not the fans' fault because what they've been brought up in this generation. I think, oh, get him off. Oh, you can't do that. Get him off. <laughs> How times have changed so much. It's true, though, isn't it? You know, you get yeah. passionate about those sort of tackles, even though they are dangerous. Don't get me wrong. Human nature hasn't changed, but their attitudes have changed. That one. Yeah. You would Go win on. a game from a tackle like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And we're talking about passion for England. Stuart Pearce, he just sticks in my mind when you mention England and passion and cycle. I stole that, my thunder, Graham. I was waiting yeah, to Stuart Pearce out. I don't think anyone could top him in our generation. Like Obviously, Terry Butcher just before us with the, with the blood pouring down his, his face and whatnot. He's definitely up there. Pearce, that's, you'd always have Pearce in your side just for passion anyway, you know? Do you think anyone in the England team now, I'm mean, going off hard man slightly, but do you think anyone in England now cares? If, if Obviously, they don't want to lose if they're professional sportsmen. 
But do you think any of them have got that whole desire of, lads, it's, you know, I mean, Harry Kane now, Harry Maguire, if they lost 2-1 to Brazil or something, do you think that, or there was 1-0 down and that crunching tackle going, that, that, come on, lads, let's get you up and, and the, the motivation. Harper, do you, do you think that's there anymore? Do you enjoy well, watching I'd, them? I'd say, I do believe that Gareth Southgate has restored some of that. I think years ago, like you said, years ago, I don't think, well, they people would fake injuries just not to turn up to the squads and stuff like that. I do believe that. Um, but I do believe that Southgate has restored that back in. Do you see the difference now? So, I mean, if we look at the 90s, we say Stuart Pearce, uh, Julian Dix, Razor Road, not missing just on England in terms of in your team. Um, it, I think captaincy changed from probably late noughties where you had, I think John Terry's era was still in the north, Sol Campbell. Not a leader of passion and vocal, but led by example. Who would you rather? I'll go to Holland on this. Would you rather a captain that is blood and guts and thunder, like a Stuart Pierce or Vinnie Jones, or a captain that doesn't necessarily vocalize himself, but it, the standards on the pitch are just very high? Like David Silva. David Silva is a good example, yeah. No, no, for me, I like the blood and guts. I like the, you know, like. Obviously, we never played at any type of level. But if I saw someone getting stuck in a game, I was even though it was only Sunday League, I loved that, and it made me want to do the same. I probably missed the tackle, or missed the person by a mile, but it fired me up to do it. And I like that. For me, I like that. I feel now, this is like in the nineties, we had tacklers. We it was passionate. Were we technically better? Were we technically any good? I feel like we we've done away with the the hard man style of it now, and now we are technically better without the tackling. Do you see what I mean? See, back in the nineties, it was it was blood and thunder, and there wasn't. We, we spoke about it, you know. I mean, it wasn't technically very good. Bulldog squad. Yeah, well, yeah, but we, you know, that never, you know, we love all that because it's what we grew up in. But you see, like back then, we had we had that fight, we had that, but that's all we had. We wasn't very good on the ball. Well, you, you, know, say like, you say that three players that we mentioned. The yeah. King, Batty, Ince. All, as I said, all three of them technically very good on the ball. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. They're I, both in their locker. I agree with what you're saying, but we, remember what we said about Euro 96? We all agreed that we weren't technically that very good on the ball. I just think we? football at that time wasn't very good. And as yeah, a, no, well, you might be right, but what I'm saying is Ned, back then, you we had that. We had the fire, the blood and the guts, but we didn't have much else. And now we don't have any of the blood, the fire and guts. And we, I feel that we play, we play, we're playing half-decent football now under the Southgate. So you, uh, can you have both at the same time? I don't know. Good question, Graham. I've, I think you can. Yeah, this is going to turn in. This is going to turn into Dave Graham agreeing with David Holland. Every question, I think. And <laughs> um, yeah, I'm from the well. I'm from the same. We're all from the same era, but I I prefer that the blood and the guts. Um, you talk about Stuart Pearce, and you mentioned Vinnie Jones in the same breath there. And difference with them two players, Vinnie Jones weren't. Vinnie Jones was average for me. Uh, Stuart Pearce was a great player. Um, so I'd definitely rather have him in there. Hard tackling. He wanted to win. Lee made a, a comment about David Silva. Fair enough, David Silva, you can't compare Silva to Pierce as in the way they played the game. But in this day and age, if technically David Silva, and it's not just Manchester City, forget them at the moment, but the last season, and you talk about Liverpool captains, they have a couple of bad games and the fans are getting on their back. You know, even though the effort's gone in to try and win the game, not necessarily the way um, uh, Stuart Pearce or Vinnie Jones have played the game. You know, the, the pressure's on them. Get sacked the manager. Players like Neil Ruddock, Julian Dix, Stuart, it's fantastic games, but the team would lose, maybe lose two or three in a chop. But the, the fans are applauding them because of the effort that's gone in. They're not worried about the result. You've, you, 
what they've seen on the on the pitch. Corey had a cracking game today. Unfortunately, we got beat two one. You know, we got Aston Villa next week. Just hope we can put in a decent performance. I do feel sorry for him, even though I don't. But when you're talking about hard captain, the way the game was played, you're never going to persuade me. I'd rather have a Stuart Pearce in my side. Where he's, I know he's not technically better than David Silva, but I'd rather have a guy like that in my team than a modern day captain. There's no character to him at all. I think that's fair enough. The, the next question I would say is, do you think you could be as average as some of the players were? So you look at a Vinnie Jones, as Graham said, who is decent. Rob, Robbie Savage could be put in the same category, potentially. Do you think those type of players, and, and I think managers in the back in the day, when you had the manager had that player, it was like, do you know what? Get him in. He's not technically great, but I'll tell you what, he'll put in that challenge. He'll go the extra mile and he'll roll yeah. up. So I don't, I don't think people like Vinnie Jones and Razor Ruddock would get into a Premier League team now. I think they would struggle to get into a league, maybe League One team they would play at. So I'll I tell you what, wouldn't a team like Newcastle want someone like that? Like a Robbie Savage, a Waterboy who would go get stuck in and put yourself about. Teams that are struggling at the bottom of the league now, that are showing no fight, no team spirit, just teams are walking past them. Like Grafters, John, Miller, yeah? yeah Grafters. People that will actually put an effort in and... They could be really good footballers or just average footballers. But as long as you're putting a shift in for your team and not letting people run past you and pass them on to somebody else, because that's what the teams like Newcastle and people like that at the bottom, fair play to Scott Parker at the moment at Fulham, his team are actually playing for him. They're, they're actually putting themselves about and getting touch tight and trying to put a tackle in and showing a bit of passion for the club that's paying their wages. People, teams like Newcastle at the moment, their players are just on the pitch doing whatever they want, not playing for the manager. You put somebody like, like we keep referencing Jones, but say Savage or a Batty or, or someone like that, every team would want someone like that fighting for you at the bottom. So could they do it now? Definitely. Are there teams at the bottom of the league missing somebody like that? Yes. Do you not think they'll be seen as a liability? The fans may like a player like that. But if you look at um, uh, Fulham... And the fans are the ones that get you over the line. Yeah, potentially. Like, as Graham was saying, the fans are right up your back. And if all 11 players or 15, whoever's on the bench, if they're all on the pitch, blood, sweat and tears for your club, if they misplace a pass, they're not going to be on your back because they know you're putting in 100% for your team. Okay. As long as you're representing the club and the people that are paying you the right way, then they're going to be behind you. No, I totally agree with what Miller's saying. Like I say, passion, you know, like that's what fans want to see. You know, when you see, like, like for me, Ozil, you know, like he was a luxury player, but he was a luxury we didn't, we, we couldn't afford to have because we had no backbone in the team. So when you've got no spine and you've got players walking back, and it's just no good. Like, like relegation, to, like exactly what Miller's team said, teams at the bottom, you can't afford to have luxury players like that when you're battling to get points and you're nicking points here and there. You need someone. Um, who's going to get stuck in and, and, and the fans love them type of players you know what I mean so you know you've got to be able to have both you've got to be able to have both as a footballer you can't just be a luxury player agree let's move on to the crazy then I think the 90s I think yeah, there's so many players whether it be hairstyle whether it be celebration <laughs> or whatever it would be I'll use someone like uh, Toribio West but uh, <laughs> um, did, I don't know if you know about this but his birthday is open to dispute so the, the Nigerian FA suggested that the defender was actually 12 years older than he claimed. So if this was true, he signed for Derby, who thought he was 26, but 38. Um, and he'd become an, um, a pastor 
uh, and started practicing uh, exorcism rituals. <laughs> it's just that kind of character. Then you had someone like Kits Byer. Uh, I think he's called the monk. They call him the, the, the mental monk, who just was a bit eccentric, a bit crazy. Uh, Rene Higuita, uh, is it Higuita? Is that the yeah Higuita? Nicknamed El Loco or the Madman. Uh, it gives you some ideas about his characters. He lives up to the moniker because, especially on the field, when he played, he often spent more time dribbling past opponent attackers than he did keeping the ball out of the net. Who wants to start me off? Where have all the eccentrics gone in the game? Well, it's just I just believe that it's just different now. Like, like, like Graham said about pressure and stuff like that. There's just so much at stake. Everything's just money. Like you can't afford. Like, I'd probably say like the, the last person that had a bit of character was probably Balotelli. I can remember of late. But, oh, yeah, but look at the abuse he got though for being it though. He got loads yeah, of stuff. Saying, yeah. So that's social well, media though. Yeah, now that the no players one, are getting it from well, no the anymore. In my opinion, this one no one does this because they're, they're, they're all reading from a script. Have you seen what they talk about at the end of the game? It's the same thing. They've done really well for the team. You was brilliant today, uh, Mason Mount. He goes, yeah, well, it's all for the team. You know, we're sticking together. It's the same shit every single week. They're not allowed to be characters. No, but they have media training in the academies now. They're teaching them that young how to code the press. But it's the same It's, it's the same answer every week, isn't it? Oh, you had a yeah. great game. They go, yeah, well, you know, we're just doing it for the team. We're just strong team spirit here. You know, like, yeah, yeah, we're just doing it. With, you know, we're together. You know, we're getting Who was the Man City player the other day? Left back Sinchenko, is it? Yeah, they asked him, Could they win all four trophies? And it, like, it was a leading question, and he had to answer it. And he says, Yeah, well, we're in all of them, so why couldn't we? And they, the media jumped on it, and then they interviewed Pep afterwards, and they went, Yeah. And he called him by Mr. Sinchenko, not by his first name, Pep, and basically shut him down. He says, That's why he's a player and not a manager, <laughs> <laughs> trying to calm everyone down. Yeah, right. I've got a little I've got a little list there, right? Of a certain player that fits into hard man, crazy man, bad tackler, just an all all that nutter from the 90s. His nickname was the animal. He's known as Edmondo. Right, listen to what I've got to tell you about this guy, right? He ain't right. <laughs> right he had a bad temper anyway. We know that. We know who Edmondo is. He's, he's a lunatic. He had a bad temper. But apparently, when he was playing for Vasco da Gama against Sao Paulo. The Sao Paulo bench demanded that he was sent off during the match. So what he'd done, he went over to the bench and he attacked three substitutes. The first one he slapped, the second one he knocked out, and the third one he kicked in the groin, right? In playing for Brazil, teammate Romario, we all know Romario, Romario questioned his sanity. So Edmundo beat Edmundo, punched him in the face. I'll carry on. When he was at Vasco da Gama, he made sure he had a contract in his claw, uh, a clause in his contract that he'd go to nightclubs seven days a week, whether they liked it or not. They reckon he was that good, they put it in. I'm keeping going here. In 1995, he was banned for inciting one of the biggest mass brawls in the world football has ever seen. He smashed the TV camera after missing a penalty. He was found guilty of drink driving and killing three people. Right? He went to prison. And because he was Edmundo, his sentence was so lenient. And in the daytime, he was in, in, in the jail. And at nighttime, night games, vice versa, he'd come out and play football. Right? When he went to Florentina, he had another clause in his contract that he was allowed to go to the Rio Carnival when it was on. So the year he was there, um, they were top of the table, Florentina, after the new year. The carnival was on. Uh, the manager at the time, I can't remember it was, said, you can't go, we need you, we've got a good chance of winning the, winning the league. He basically told said, fuck you, I'm going. Never came back. 
Florentino ended up finishing outside the Champions League places. Does what he wants. <laughs> His son's first birthday, he hired a circus, right? A circus in the back garden. Had a chimpanzee there. You have to put this on Instapol when you do the, uh, you know, the social media work. It's a picture of him feeding a monkey with whiskey and lager. He got the monkey absolutely wrecked, apparently. I'm still going here. Sign him up. He trashed the dress. I'm nearly finished, though. He trashed the dressing room in France 98 when he was dropped for an unwell Ronaldo. He refused to speak to any of his teammates when he played for Vasco da Gama. And now this is the best bit here. What... Get, lads, all, everything I've told you now, guess what he's doing now, Ed Monday. Guess what his job is? He's working in the circus. <laughs> <laughs> no, guess again. Lawyer. Nearly. Just like a police officer. He's a police officer. <laughs> he's a police officer. <laughs> he's a police. But on a good side of him, though, in a good side of him, Paul, I forgot all about this. You guys might remember. You know, remember when Man United playing the World Club Championships in 99, 2000? Yeah. He was up front for Vasco da Gama with Romario. Yeah. Romario scored two and um, Edmondo scored one. But you've got to go on YouTube. Anyone that's listening, go on YouTube. Go and have a look at the goal. It was like just like Burkamp's goal against um, Newcastle. Now we spun around a defender and put it in the back of the net. Fantastic. But, I mean, the list could, I had to cut the list short, boys. But he also, with Edmondo, I think he only stayed at one at a club a season and they moved him on. But his goal record... Sounds like it, yeah. He had, he had like 250. I think he played over 200 games and scored over 150 goals. So his, his goal-to-game ratio was fantastic, but he never... Yeah, it's quite prolific, yeah. It was literally a season at a club and then they moved him on because he was just so difficult to handle. Um, <clears throat> Gascoigne, if you're thinking of stories about players that are just a little bit loco, Gascoigne comes up. What, what do you think about Gascoigne in, 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 in terms of crazy... Harlan, what, what, what do you say is the most craziest thing that you remember about Gascoigne? Uh, well, he, uh, the the one that I remember the most, and obviously he's unwell, and he, we all know this, mm. is when he turned up at Raoul Moats for shooting with a fishing rod and a chicken, saying he knows him. Remember that? He turned up at Sky News, all the cameras there, he said, Gazza's turned up, saying he knows him. And he said, Raoul Moats got a shotgun underneath his chin, and Gazza's show. He said, let me through, I'm going to go and speak to him, talk him down. And he didn't even turn out, he didn't even know him. He was just sitting in his house watching the telly, He's seen the news come on. It's round the corner from where he lives. He's picked up a fishing rod and a chicken and, uh, and bowled round there. Um, so for me, you know, it, it, you know, you don't, it, it's funny when you talk about it the way I've said it, but, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's got problems. But, yeah, that was one of the maddest ones I've ever heard. And uh, God. I might took one good look at Gaza and blew his brains out. <laughs> you can, you can, <laughs> I mean, Harper, I think... Characters at QPR in that period. Who who were characters that you remember? Like, well, I used to, used to be a little, a little uh, Scottish player that Rangers used to have, and I used to love him. And I just think he was a little bit like that. John Spencer. There's only one Johnny Spencer. That's what you see at school, didn't he? <laughs> I used to love him. I used to have a soft spot for him. I used to think he was a great little striker. Um, we got him from Chelsea, and yeah, I, for me, he was one of like I just. I loved watching him. I, I think he had a little bit of character. Like he was put his foot in. He was a little bit naughty. That's uh, the Scottish in him. That's what they do. Yeah. Well, how come you never then? Oh, we put my foot in. It just never got near anyone. It's <laughs> <Just> not quick <laughs> enough. They'd already skipped past me by the time I put my foot in. <laughs> but yeah, like what, like we said about Gascoigne, uh, there's there ain't no characters anymore, really. Like. He seems like a funny guy, you know what I mean? But, well, Declan Rice at the moment and, like, Mason, when he, 
uh, Mason Mount scared him or something. And, uh, oh, that's funny, that is. That that video is hilarious. Yeah, so, like, the, the youngsters, maybe, well, I just, we don't hear about any, any like, mm. Graham just ex- explains about Edmundo. Like, could you see, like, um, I don't know, Jamie Vardy doing something like that, or the, the show what it is now, the PC Brigade. There's so there's there's so much up on everything that you know people would do it, get so much bad negative press that they wouldn't bother doing it. It's not worth their aggro even even coming out with these stories, even though they probably go on behind the scenes to release them. There's so many people that like, shouldn't be doing that and all that sort of stuff that it's just not worth the aggro. Well, it's like the, the latest thing I can probably remember to up to date is the Derby lot. Uh, yeah, and, and during driving. Yeah, Keo. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's probably the only like, yeah. story that I can remember that relates to anything like from the nineties, really. What about Phil Barzi banging out Rooney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Kitchen. but again, that that the, the Phil Barzi was a good one because that was just something in the in the house, and it was. I know it's funny, Phil, isn't it? It, it, I, don't, I, I don't think that's real. I don't think that's real. I think no. the, the, the peak of it, I think the early 2000s, we still had this in the game. But in the last, I would say, eight to ten, ten years, it's just disappeared. Because it, as we said earlier on, football isn't a sport. It is a sport, what that sounds silly to say, but it's a corporation. And yeah. it's all about media training. It's about representing your brand. It's, it's the same as working now for a, a club as it is for working for a, a well-respected company. As a manager, a manager director, you would not be caught short in any situation of any relevance because the the, the repercussions were so bad. And a lot of these clubs, you know, like Juventus, are on the stock exchange, Man United on the stock market. You know, if a player goes out and, and does a line of coke and bangs fifteen birds, that's on the front page of the Sun. Their stock market, or it's going to take a, a hit. Cele- let's move on to celebrations. Yeah. God celebrations, because the team as we keep saying about passion and stuff like that in the team, a good team spirit gets everybody going. It gets the fans going. It gets the managers going. It gets the players all together. And building that team spirit, a lot of it's done away from the training ground. Like We've seen, obviously, the 96 team with the dentist chair and stuff like that, the England team. Cameras now on the phones and the smartphones and the conversations that we've had previously Players don't bond together. They don't socialise together. The Arsenal team, Tuesday clubs, Monday clubs, whatever, every day club, they pretty much had the Arsenal team. The players don't do that no more. They come. Corporation, it's a job. I'm turning up, doing a, a day, and then going home to get my sleep and stuff like that. When the other players in the 90s, they were out. They were saying, look, Gaffer, we need Wednesday off. We want to go out today. The celebrations were built off of that team environment, the bond, the, the friendships that they, they had away from playing. So they, they'll have a bit of banter on the training ground and say, look, one of us has to do this. Like Lee Sharp going to the corner flag and stuff like that. Or the the one that, who was it? Ince and Owen, when they done the rub of the hands. When Owen, that, yeah. Ince copied him. He didn't know what it was all about. Mm. It, it wasn't a thing. It, Owen was doing that, sending a message to somebody who just won a lot of money and he was rubbing his hands. But to the camera, it looks like these guys are actually, they've planned this. Or the Chelsea team, we've done the photo. That, I, I think that's one of the best celebrations when they all laid there and waited for the camera. Because that's when all the smartphones and stuff were coming in when they, I say they, when people, players were being accused of certain things in nightclubs or holidays and stuff like that. 
So it was like the Robbie Fowler sniffing the line celebration. It was a let's stick our fingers up to the media or to the people that are using these new phones to try and shame us. So the celebrations I thought were brilliant, but I always remember Lee Sharp's ones. I, I thought they was brilliant. Well, you used to do celebrations in a game, and then when you used to play in the in the goal with the used back, to copy them. Used to copy them. But what yeah. are you copying now? I mean, Alan Shearer was obviously known as quite a boring kind of arm up and running around the touchline. That's so, a Lee Harper celebration. That, that scene is iconic though now, isn't it, the Alan? You, you expected him to do it, didn't you? That was the thing. Yeah. It as an, it's boring, I totally agree, but it became his iconic celebration. He created an iconic celebration, which was quite yeah. famous. But, I mean, the, the last celebration I can remember, I mean, now obviously it's all computer game based. I mean, there was a Fulham, was it as, um, Slava, I think it was, who pulled, pulled up the mask. Um, oh, yeah. Kandu Sava, yeah. Oh, yeah, he had the mask and his thing. And again, when was that? When was, when was he at Fulham? Was it 20? That's, that's yeah, that's when we were playing at QPR at Loftus Road. So that would have been about 2001, 2002, something like that. It's amazing the difference that now someone celebrates and the team come together. Oh, it's a great team bomb. It's just huddling around. There's no... I mean, I think Jesse Lingard had a few with Paul Popper. They had their own little movement and stuff. Which was quite that was nice. from a computer game, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that was rubbish, though. That was like rhyme dancing and all that. I can't be getting on with that. <laughs> give, give, Give me the give me the Peter Crouch robot any day of the week. I'm not having all this this fucking flopping. <laughs> it's become serious. It's everything is now, as you said, the money, the high stakes, the 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 the, the media scrutiny, the, the the woke community of fearing of upsetting someone. And where is it? It's just gone so the other way compared to what it was in the nineties. Well, I'm going away from football, right? But I'm just going to use an example as um, Ben Stokes, the cricketer. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Like he's a perfect example. Like he's great at his game, but like obviously he's got into a bit of trouble and stuff like that. And that's it. No, I, I don't know. It's just like they're just straight on him. Like he can't do nothing. It's I love, I think this is another thing for the media though. The media just they yeah. build you up to shoot you down. And like I say, Ben Stokes was what you're talking about was amazing. And then he chinned someone who was starting on a couple of gays or something, wasn't it? And then he was apparently the bag allegedly, by the way, before we get sued. Um, and then, uh, and then I say he's on the front of every paper, getting absolutely destroyed. Uh, so the media, I, I, I've ranted about the media before, but Paul, Paul kicked it out of it, which he'll probably do now. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I tell you another celebration I liked, Addy Bayo. No, no, wait, wait, I've got a good story about this, right? Whole for the pitch. Hey, I love that. This, right? I used to um, on the way in when I had the van and stuff like that, I used to pull over and eat and text talk sport in the morning. But because I was so early, they used to reach on mine out and they were talking about celebrations, right? And I, um, I, they were talking about, and I messaged in and said, Addy Bayor was out of order for a man sitting when he skid along his knees. Anyway, the, the presenter turned on me, called me an idiot. He said, I, he said, uh, you, your fans were giving him abuse the whole game. He deserved it. I'm sick of hearing people text about this. So me, I was texting and the presenter dogged me. Luckily it was about half five in the morning. And uh, no one heard it. He mugged me right off. He did. He went Dave from Shepherd's Bush. This <laughs> talking about Andy Bayo. You got what you deserved. Yeah, turned it right around to me. Started my day off with the right stinker. <laughs> but yeah, players like that, like or or when players go to another club and they score and they don't celebrate, that winds me up more than anything. You're playing for a new club and they're paying your wages and you're not going to celebrate. But I, I, I disagree with you, Miller. I, 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 disagree. Well, I love when Paul does that. I disague with him. He does that quite a lot. <laughs> you said it, it wrong. You said it wrong, Paul. You got to do it. You got to do a Miller. What I'm going to do now is going to flip it. Flip it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Miller. I'm going to flip it. Um, but clubs aren't necessarily. But players don't necessarily want to leave the club, and they have a loyalty. When Lampard went to Man City, again, moving into 2000, slowly, when Lampard yeah. went, to City, 
and didn't celebrate him at all. Yeah, but he didn't want to leave Chelsea. He was forced to leave Chelsea and he has a lot of respect for the fans. And just because yeah. they're paying his wages, he's still giving his all for them. But you don't need to rub it in the club's face. I don't think... I, I think that's... I, I, I Actually, I really agree because I think that shows the passion that a player can have for a club. Is that... Do you know why don't they have that for the club that they're paying their wages that they're representing? Because... Even right when West Ham and scored against Arsenal and celebrated. He still wanted to be at Arsenal. Maybe, but he's not an Arsenal fan. At the time, Wright wasn't an Arsenal fan. Wright was a Crystal Palace fan. So yeah, neither would, was Lampard a Chelsea fan. But I don't think the celebration, it comes back to just because you, you play somewhere doesn't mean you have to celebrate a goal. And I think maybe that comes with a uh, an ego. Maybe it's an ego thing that you're thinking, well, if I celebrate that, my legacy is going to be tarnished slightly on that. I think that's what it's more. That's not more worrying about yourself than worrying about the fans that are getting enjoyment out of you scoring. By you not celebrating, they're all like, yay, why aren't you celebrating? I, I feel like this is a very English thing, this. Because these foreigners wouldn't give them money. Polite. Exactly. Being polite. Like Suarez, he scored against Liverpool. He's, he's running around that stadium going mental. I don't give a yeah. money. It's a very English thing, isn't it? Like this, what you're talking about here. Like oh, it's a British thing. It's British, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It, yeah, it is a British thing. You know where the you know over the, in Italy, and that they wouldn't give a shit. They'd be all over it. The only loyalty yeah. show is to the team that's paying your wages. But you see, when we talk about wages stuff, like, and we're talking about celebrations and that, right? So, if you're like a manager, uh, I'm just going to use this person as an example, Lamar Loire, Loire, right? Yeah. When he used to do about 400 flips. If you're his manager, you're thinking, fuck me, you want to stop that, mate. <laughs> like, yeah, Rooney started doing it as well, though. And I bet he's like, you hurt your leg. Didn't someone injure themselves? Was it Man United? Someone at oh, Man United, Ferguson went oh, mental. In the 99 Cup final, when he slid across the grass, he damaged knee ligaments. Yeah. And ultimately, it was one of the contributing factors to him having to retire because the sliding across the grass was the injury to his knee, which is un- it's crazy. Uh, I mean, yeah... I don't know. It's it's a difficult one. We're going to talk about crazy players. Let's move on to someone like Di Canio. I mean, could Di Canio could Di Canio survive in in today's game? Like the the the, the, the craziness that man brings to anything. He's weird. Yes. Isn't it? Like one minute he's pushing a ref, the next minute he's catching the ball. Like right? and and like it depends which day of the week it is for someone like that. You never yeah, know. Yeah, that's yeah. You're, you're right, Adam. Yeah, Graham. What, what I mean, we spoke about Di Canio either last or the week before. In terms of you said, you know, one season it's as you said, push referee. The next season he gets play, uh, player of the uh, fair play player of the year because he's got the goal going in. That in one week you can get just who's just a normal guy. He's in there playing football, and the next week he might just kick someone over the pitch. Next week after that he might substitute himself off. Where are them players gone? Why have they gone from the game? Why have we why have we lost them players? Because they could adapt to a game that's now. I mean, Balotelli. I think I think Miller said. I think or Harper said in terms of Balotelli. I enjoyed Balotelli. Um, I hated him as a as a, like a player for Man City, but I love reading the stories about him going out and just throwing twenty pound notes out to, to fans and stuff. It was- I'll, I'll say say one thing about him. Did you rate him as a player? No. All okay. I think was it, was it well, did he get as far or still going as far in his career because of his character is where I'm leading the question. No, I think he had all the. I think he had bundles and bundles and bundles of talent. But he was thick. Basically, you're saying he's got royal talent, but he just does not understand the game. Yeah, Theo Walcott for me, as, as again going off, off brand slightly, but Theo Walcott was had technical, a runner, was very good as a player, but he had no idea of. He had no foot. He didn't have a footballing brain. 
I think if you put a, a footballing brain inside of him and go, right, he knew to run around, but he didn't know. It's a bit like Dan James at United at the moment. I, I quite like that watching Dan James, but he just doesn't look like he's got a footballing brain. He runs into blind alleys and he doesn't know what to do with the final ball. And he is quite young. I think he's under some good managers, but everyone I, I, I've heard interviews about him just have kind of said in the nicest way possible, he's a bit thick. But Graham, I'm going to bring you in. Picanio, players like that, why have they gone? Where are they? Where are they gone? Right. Right, okay. Um, before I answer that question, just slightly go back to the um, celebration. There's one player with the celebrations, iconic 90s celebration that started it all off for me. And he's got the same, he's got the same namesake as the guy sitting here today. Surname. The one and only Roger Miller. Yeah. Roger like, Miller, like, for me, started it all off. The you hits don't Miller, you don't, Yeah, you don't think of Cameroon, what they, well, you do to an extent, but you don't think of the team. You think of him running over to that goal, that corner flag and doing that lovely little dance, that little shimmy dance of his hips. That was Fantastic. the dance wine, wasn't it? What, sorry? That was the dutty wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's what started it all off. But yeah, moving on to the Canio. Um, well, like, yeah, the right people we spoke about the other week. I mean, the guy's got a tattoo of Mussolini on his on his arm. If he's straight away, you know, there's there's issues there, isn't there? He's a very controversial guy. Would he survive today? He'd still do the same things today. Of course he would. His character's not going to change. His attitude's not going to change. But, but would he get away with it as much as he used to? No, of course he's not. And um, things are going to be picked up more now. The dis- I mean, you look. At, I mean, he was. We, I mean, we've been talking a lot about this day and age today. So. He's had, he was a manager at Swindon and Sunderland. He had so many issues, apparently, didn't he, with players. He was fighting with players. D- disciplinary just from him, not just so much the players. I mean, he sounds like a very hard guy to get along with. Fantastic player, technically, but I think he's up there with the Edmundos and the um, Mihailoviches of the world. A lot of talent, but you can't manage these guys, can you, really? Like you say, he could have survived in today's game on technical ability alone. Of course he can. But his attitude, no, nah, not really. Not in the Premier League. I'm not too sure. Like characters like that, right? Righty and people like that. No matter what team they went into, they was always their self. They just had that personality of I'm going to be who I am. You like you either love me or you don't. It, this is who I am. And play so I thinking along the West End line. Players with character, not only just for what they've done in the change rooms, away from the ground, on the pitch with celebrations or hard men type characters. Players that were really skillful, that could create something that were a bit older. Where's this come from? Makes me think of Joe Cole. When he first came into the scene, his character as a footballer and how creative he was, and then it just went. The minute he went to Chelsea, Mourinho and that just got hold of him and said, no, you're going to be a left winger, pretty much. You're not allowed to do any of that creative stuff. You're not allowed to put your personality, your stamp onto the game. We're going to take all that away from you. And that then, in my head, it made me think managers, the characters of managers, certain managers that we've had, like the Mourinho's, like, as you said, Phil Brown or people like that, who have just been a bit scatty, or who's the Tottenham guy that we spoke about the other night? Gross. 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 With the train ticket in the in the first interview. Like some weird managers we've come across in the 90s and noughties. Edgar Olsen's wellies. <laughs> oh, uh, Wimbledon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, like we, we just had some weird characters in the British football. It just, doesn't, it just doesn't happen anymore. I think... 
Uh, which is fine. We have to accept that it's moved on. The game is different, and, and we can all accept that. You know, that's why we feel we live through the best era. But I'm going to remember another name, and again, he was back in the 90s, really 99-2000, was uh, Xabi Xavier for um, a bit of Everton, Liverpool, Middlesbrough. Which Middlesbrough. Was yeah, yeah, the blonde hair. When he got banned, I think it's France. No, Euro 2000s, when he manhandled the referee and got uh, sent off and got a nine-month ban. He was always a bit of a character in terms of hairstyles and bringing your individual... I mean, Pogba's the one now that you would say, if you looked at the, the Premier League squads, and, and, and Bertram was a good one at QPR at the time. Is it Mark Bertram, I'm right in thinking? Yeah, yeah. Having your character being on the pill, and, and Pogba gets criticised, and I'm not a huge Pogba fan, but Graham Sooners has picked him up on his hairstyle on, on numerous occasions in the past. Back in the day, loads of people had their own character. Eric Cantona yeah. would be colour-up. Um, Xavier yeah. with, with blonde hair. You have people that, that, that might pull their shorts up or pull their socks down. Why has that gone out of the game? Because that's just an individual, a little well, bit... Paul Pog, sorry, Paul Pogba's hairstyle now is tame compared to what they used to have back in the day. Even Earl Barrett's flat top, man, that was much a better hairstyle than... <laughs> it is, though, isn't it? Let's be fair. You love a bit of Barrett. Tame now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, you had some dodgy haircuts. David Beckham. Remember the corn rolls that he had? Yeah, yeah. That is is was is wasn't. I don't think his was for carried. His was more for magazine shoots. And he was nodding his head like, "Yeah, I had done that." You yeah, Paul that. did do it. Yeah, <laughs> Paul put that on the Instagram. <laughs> it's it's so, I am. I missed the, the cards in the game, the style of football, and the you know. Let's move on to Cantona, and I, I think Cantona. I know Holland might have a bit to say about Cantona, but um, eccentric. Uh, players that just had a little bit... I mean, Ravinelli, you could say, was a bit eccentric as well and just had that something about them that would just turn up. But you you just... A manager would go, leave him alone. Just let, Because when he turns up on Saturday or, or, or Sunday, he's just going to turn up and play amazingly. Why is... Where are they gone as well? Uh, Holland on Cantona? Um, I said about Cantona in a few episodes before. I, like I say, the kick was great. I told you that. That was last week or the week before. <laughs> I loved it. I wish he'd do that every week. Some fans deserve that. I don't think. I think. I think character-wise, I, I don't think it was. It was real. I think it was manufactured. All this collar-up stuff and of one, all that. I thought that was just that was planned. That was. I'm not having it. Like I say with Decanio and that. That was just. That was who they were. That, you know what I mean. That Decanio was it was a real eccentric. I don't think Cantona was. I think he was a manufactured one. Really? Well, not even about the seagulls. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really talking about the seagulls. <laughs> You talk about Cantona, I'll tell you what, um, you've probably seen it on since. Like I forgot about it. It's on YouTube. Um, Man United played away at Southwest Park against Wimbledon. Vinnie Jones takes Cantona out. Have you ever seen that? And Cantona gets up straight away, walks towards him. Now, I don't know whether he says to himself, don't do anything, or because it's Vinnie Jones. Mate, Vinnie Jones takes him out. But then you go to another video, Cantona, he does like a, uh, when he was playing for Marseille, he done like a two-foot challenge, and it's worse than a Kung Fu kick. Yeah, yeah, he's Dave's right. He's just um, like manufactured with a collar up and that. That's for show. Sure. But I still think he was a bit, a bit tapped as well. The bloke, like Miller just said, he's talking about seagulls. No one had a clue what they're on about. But that was done about. But they applauded him anyway. Like, the, what, what, the, are you, what are you talking about? Go on. The seagulls thing was done as um, a fuck you. Planned, yeah. It was no. It was planned. It was planned. It was like I'm just going to go out there and talk absolute waffle, and they're going to eat it up with yeah. some philosopher. But I think with the kind yeah. of like, I don't manufactured because I think. He retired at 32, which is pretty young. And he, and he was still doing it most seasons or most weeks. He retired at 32 and went into movies and and 
I don't know if you watched them in the the I think it was the last World Cup and Eurosport had him on. It was the the Eric Cantona segment, and he would sit there bare chested, and he would just have a staff next to him and, and give these opinions of how football was going. I think he grew into the character definitely, but I still think manufactured then, huh? Not manufactured. I think you, the arrogance. Oh, the- at Leeds though, he had that arrogance when he was at Leeds as well. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. but there's a, there's a difference between arrogant and and eccentric. You're born eccentric. You can, you know, I mean, you, you can be born arrogant. Don't get me wrong, but you can play on the arrogance as well. Harper, I'll bring you in. What what do you think? I, I, you know what? I really don't know. Like, he's he's controversial. Like, he's a bit like De Canio, really. You just they're pretty similar in, to, in my eyes. Like, you just don't know what you're going to get with either of them. I think Dave was saying, um, like, Canio was sort of off the cuff, whereas um, Cantona was sort of premeditated or pre-planned, Dave. Is that what you're yeah, trying to say? I don't, I don't mean... Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that kick was premeditated. That was definitely... No, no. <laughs> the rest of it, yeah. Yeah, but I feel... Yeah, uh, the other stuff, I feel like he's thought about it first. Like, yeah. and Paul come up with an example of this stuff with the seagulls and that. Yeah, it was planned. So why wasn't everything else planned? But would you like... I mean, would you, wouldn't you like now to see a character like that? I mean, I, I yeah, mean, yeah, I like all that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a minute now. Yeah, and they are missed. I'm just, we're just talking about uh, Cantona specifically. That's all. Who would you say now? Then I'll go to Harper first. Who would you say Harper in the Premier League? Would you say right? I'm going to name three characters of the game. Even managers, bring them in because I think that's a dying art with the, the Allardyces and the Harry Redknapps and and those kind of managers. Who would you say Alan Pardew's dance? Who would you say Harper now that? Is a character in the game. If you, well, you mentioned him earlier. Paul Pogba's probably one. Then you're stretching. You I'd, say, I'd, say, I'd say manager Neil Warnock, maybe. You think he's, he's got a bit of cap bit he, about yeah. him? Hey, yeah, but he's, he's from our era, isn't he? He's but he's our era, man. He's our era. I think Mourinho yeah, manager's got that bit of a bit of flamboyance and a bit of now he's just the moody character. Not anymore. Not anymore. He's gone. No, he had it. He had that. You know that that arrogant special once special once now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack Grealish has been into a bit of bother. Yes. Mm. Yes. Please. Good video. Yeah. <laughs> um, but even let's look at Jesse Lingard. I mean, again, we're going slightly now, but I think it was last summer when he was in with Forza Mensa and I don't think it was Green with someone else, and they went away for the the weekend or whatever. And a video was leaked on it. Oh, I think you know, it was incorrect. I think he had an Instagram video that was posted, and there was like some gyration of the hips of uh, 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 imitating like having sex with someone, maybe quite relaxed at like 18, 19 year olds. And the media frenzy behind it was like, oh, it's outrageous. And you're thinking, nothing happened. Like, but this is all off the pitch. So sorry to interrupt, Paul, but this is all off the pitch. All the players that we're talking about, really, bar Edmundo, I suppose, because he'd done a bit of both. But all this stuff we're talking about, you can't lose Vinnie Jones and they all happened on the pitch. The stuff you're saying is correct, but it's all like, you know, social media, it's off the pitch, isn't it? You know, I think there might be a slight difference between the two. I don't think you can put Jesse Lingard and Jack Grealish in the same bracket as Eric Cantona and Roy Keane. Do you know what I mean? Well, Just an opinion, right? Agreed. Agreed. Talk about what they're doing on the pitch, like what we miss them on on the pitch. So, Well, there's no one. There's no one really on the pitch that you can think, oh, it's... I mean, for, for again, my... For me, that no, I can't even use Scott McTominay as an example. There's, there's no one. There's, yeah. it's right. Don't bother coming to me because I'm, I'm not here for that. I'm here for the 90s, so I ain't got a bloody pro <laughs> <laughs> I think it's corporate. And again, this is why I think our era was the best because you had the characters in the game. You had the people like Julian Dix and Mick Halford and 
who would put it about? Oh, yeah, Tony and Diggs as well. I forgot that he went to Liverpool for a season. I thought he was yeah. always at West Ham. No. When I saw that come up, do anyone remember him there? Yeah. yeah. Remember, he used to smash his penalties, though. Do you remember the penalties he used what to take? What a good Dicks. penalty taker he was. Terminator. Yeah. The keepers didn't want none of it. They was running yeah. up. Well, Captain's the 90s. There you go, Liverpool. You brought Grubble. a point up there. Goalkeepers. Let's mm. talk about goalkeepers if we're going to go anywhere with, with controversial characters of the 90s and maybe early 2000s. But, Holland, I'm going to go with you. Crazy goalkeepers. Oh. I'm going to go on. But Cheers. Go- uh, as far as I, from what I read and hear, they're all a bit, a bit crazy. They're all known for you know, they're like the scaffolders of the football world. They're all, <laughs> they're, they're all mental. <laughs> the scaffolders. Have you ever met a sane one? Yeah, but, um, but yeah, um, yeah. Like I say, I uh, I can't really remember. I say the Hagita thing. Bruce Gobbler. Yeah. Yeah. Gilbert. Yeah, should have should have but <laughs> I think I'm going to mention one. He was like Mark Bosnich. Oh, he liked, he, he liked to line. He loved the line, old Bosnich. Didn't yeah, he, yeah. He loved, yeah, yeah. Obviously, allegedly, he, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Sorry, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. He done the Hitler salute as well, allegedly. But it's still good oh, to yes. know, But allegedly. <laughs> what about United twice, Paul? Sorry. sorry? He played for United twice. I didn't realise you played for him twice. He was the only player Ferguson signed twice. Do you remember the Bulgarian? You might not remember. Remember the Bulgarian goalkeeper in USA 94? He used to wear a wig. He, wore, oh. he, he was bald and then the next game he wore a wig. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me his name. Just find that, Paul. Please find that and put that up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I used to sign Shilliver for Championship Manager. Remember we used to pick our squads at, at school? Yeah, uh, I used to sign Silver and then sign him free kicks. I used to see him score yeah. free kicks in Championship Manager, Football Manager, no, Championship Manager at the time. Unbelievable, Jeff. He scored loads of goals, Dave, didn't he? Goalkeepers always known for being eccentric and crazy. Now they're just part of the team, but you couldn't do it now. You just can't be. You can't be a personality in modern football. Can I just read a quote? This made me laugh actually doing a bit of research. <laughs> Sinisa Mihailovic. Okay, I'm not sexist. But women should not be allowed to talk about football. We're still doing guess the guess the player. We're going to do it slightly different this this week, so we're going to get through it a bit quicker. And I'm giving I'm giving the guys free clues, see if you can play along. So I'll start with David Holland, Aston Villa, Welsh striker, Dean Saunders. Well done, Dave. Dean Saunders. Yep. Tottenham, Scottish striker. Chris Armstrong. Incorrect. Gordon Jury. Oh. oh. Miller. Tottenham, Norwegian striker. Everson. Well done, Stefan Everson. Oh, well done, Miller. Mickey. Bradford, Portuguese striker. Pinto. No. George Cadet. And he got he got that in the quiz last week. Let's go right, Dave again. Aston Villa, Irish defender. Paul McGrath. Paul McGrath, well done. Six. Lee Harper, Blackburn, Greek midfielder. Um, You're going to kick yourself if you don't get this. Greek. Caragunis. Incorrect. Donis. Georgie Donis. <laughs> Everton, Portuguese defender. Nah, I'm gone. He's mentioned earlier. Abel Xavier. Yeah. Paul McGrath. Tottenham, Romanian midfielder. Uh, Popescu? Nearly. Dumitrescu. David Holland? 
Sheffield Wednesday, English striker. David Hurst. Oh, my God. This is full on. Um, Let's hand it over to Holland. West Ham, Romanian striker. The Arthur. Romanian, West Ham striker. Who? Well done. Florian Radachoy. Miller, Liverpool, German striker. Riedler. Well done. Carlines Riedler. Man City, German striker. Uh, Rosler. Well done. Ole Rosler. Dave, Coventry, Australian striker. Oh, shit. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. John Aloisi. John Aloisi. Well oh, done. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Lee, Coventry, Swedish goalkeeper. Hedman. Newcastle, Belgian defender. Albert. Albert, yes. Well done, Philip Albert. Yeah. Sunderland, French goalkeeper. Perez. Donald Perez, well done. Derby, Estonian goalkeeper. Oh. Don't say it, Mickey. Oh, I know it. Ah, Mark Poon. Mark Poon, well done. Does anyone know the scores? You're supposed to be keeping your own, I said. I've got no idea. Well, when you edit it, you can count them. (laughs) Man United, French defender. Blanc. Incorrect. Sylvester. (laughs) Miller, Chelsea, Nigerian defender. Oh, left back. Um, Bakayoko. Oh, uh, try Babio- again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, say, it, say it again. Say it again. Say it again. You just said it. Babioka. <laughs> <laughs> say it again. 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 Sheffield Wednesday, mm-hmm. Italian striker. Carboni. Benito Carboni, oh, well nice. done. Nicely. Miller. I thought you was going to say Canio then. I was about to say, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Miller, West Ham, Israel, midfielder. Shut <laughs> 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 I still don't I know who you're talking about. I, don't, I really? can't pass it. Berkovic, that's oh, it. Oh, Berkovic, yep. Yeah, no, Paul, I'm nearly out of them now. Paul, Sheffield Wednesday, Dutch midfielder. Uh, Wim Young. Nearly. Blinker. Reggie Blinker. Yes. Chelsea French midfielder. Deschamps. How's he pulled that out the bag? It's Didier Deschamps. <laughs> <laughs> and last one, Paul. QPR American goalkeeper. We said about him last week. No, we never. Oh. <laughs> that was Stacey, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Jürgen... Look at the face. Summer. Look at the face. Jürgen Summer. Go on. <laughs> Jürgen Summer. That's it. I'm out now, boys. That's a you, like that you like that format, yeah? That was a yeah, that was good. I don't know well, how to do that. I'll do that on a regular basis, then, if you like that one. It sounds good, doesn't it? We've got through quite a lot there. Yeah, well done. The West Ham one, Dave, because I didn't, uh, you cut out. I didn't even hear if I was right or wrong. Well, I'm glad to show you. That one. Yeah. You got that right. Well, thank you, guys. I think that's we'll end it there. Thank you for the Chris Graham. And uh, we will see everyone next week. Don't forget to send us an email at the Phoenix5 show at or follow us on Instagram at The Phoenix 5 Show. Thank you very much, guys, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.